0: It's time to go over Keith's first mock of 2024 and the New York Giants said no more Danny Dimes. Let's go Jaden Daniels, quarterback from LSU. How do we feel about it? We're going to talk about this and more coming up next.
1: You are locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. But guys, you already know. Thank you. For making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our every day is man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. But I gotta kick this introduction over to my brother, my partner in crime, Mister LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby.
1: What's up Locked On family, this is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man, and what the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man, we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football, and we always like to say it starts with the NFL Draft, whether it's draft roster management, whether that's draft philosophies, we talk about it all over here, DP Two Days is Mock Draft Monday, man, it's not just any mock draft is my mock draft. DP is a my mock draft Monday, man. That's almost a tongue twister right there. And y'all know how we do, man. First second, we're going picks 1 through 10. Second second, we're going picks 11 through through 20, and then third second we're going picks 21 through 32. Yes, we're gonna cover all 32 picks in this mock draft Monday. But DP, before we get started, man, and this is gonna be a really good one. We have we have some fun teams, some fun player matches. Before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's
0: episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Keith, family, let's get into this thing, right? Your first mock of 2024. We got the Chicago Bears. Staying status quo, going Caleb Williams, quarterback from USC. The commander's going, quarterback Drake May from North Carolina. Shocker at number three, the New England Patriots say, let's go Joe Alt, Offensive Tackle from Notre Dame. The Arizona Cardinals at number four to select Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver from Ohio State. At number five, the Los Angeles Chargers at Brock Bowers, tight end from Georgia. At number six, the New York Giants select Quarterback from LSU, Jaden Daniels, at number seven. The Tennessee Titans add Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle, from Penn State. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons add quarterback from Washington, Michael Penix Jr., at number nine. The Chicago Bears add Jarrett Verse, edge rusher from Florida State. And at number 10, the New York Jets add uh, Malik Neighbors, wide receiver from LSU. Keith, real quick question. So. I want to start – I'm going to go back up to three in a minute. But when we look at the the, the New York Giants, right, that's why I want to start for me. Mm-hmm. I, I love this here for a lot of different reasons. Number one, I'm not the biggest believer in Dan, Daniel Jones. Never believe he deserved the contract he got. Nothing. You know what I mean? Like it was just, yeah, no, you got you to do a little bit more for me, right? right but when I right, look at right. J Jay- yep. the accuracy, the ball placement, the touch, the timing, that the the ability to really stretch the field vertically, right? Uh, the ability to to really take advantage of weapons, and I think with with, with like Darren Waller and. Uh and the different guy, Darius Slayton, the different receivers they have there. Now they still got to upgrade a little bit, in my opinion. But I think Jaden Daniels would be better suited to get the ball to these guys, but also while being a dynamic dual threat receiver. And I think Brian Dayball could get a lot out of Jaden Daniels, a guy that had to me has a really high ceiling. And I think his floor is good as well, Keith.
1: Yeah, no, that that's exactly why I made the, the selection, right? And I'm right there with you. <laughs> Our every day is right. You no, know... We've done a number of episodes about Daniel Jones and in that contract and why I don't understand it was given to him. But I'll say this Jay Daniels as a player, right? And and we know that uh me and you have conversations. We've had some of them on on this podcast that I, I do I think that Daniel Jones is a complete quarterback prospect. No, right? I I don't. I, I do think there's some things that he needs to work on, needs to develop, right? And so in, in, in finding him as a top 10 pick, because I see you know people put him just with Whatever team, whatever team needs the next quarterback, right? I don't think that's the right placement for Daniel Jones. I chose the New York Giants because I think it makes sense, right? Like we said, we've seen Brian Dayball do this with other mobile quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen, then even past the Josh Allen conversation because that that has kind of everybody has beat that drum, right? But I even look at what Tyrod Taylor, right? Like this offense has looked much, like it looked better with Tyrod Taylor. Just a mobile quarterback that can make smart decisions, right? To get out of the pocket, do some things with his legs, and I think about hey. What could Brian Dayball potentially draw up, right? And this could be easily next year DP, a team where you get your, your quarterback power, your quarterback option, right? Um, uh, you know, get a ball of Saquon Barkley, and then you take the deep shots, right? Because you have those vertical guys like your Jalen Hyatt's um to take shots with them down the field. And what are one of Daniel Jones? I mean, not Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, Jaden Daniels, uh, better traits. It's throwing the deep ball. So that's that's why I wanted to go with this selection. And I was like, once I did it, you know how you do the, you do these mock drafts sometimes. Once you do it, be like, I think I kind of like that, right? And I, I sit yeah. there and I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. I think that um I trust Brian Dayball with Jayden Dangs in this conversation. But man, the next one, DP, we're not gonna go fuck man. We're gonna stay in New York, right? Malik neighbors, Malik neighbors to the yeah, new this up. An Jet. interesting
0: one.
1: Yeah, I I mean, just I feel like this: you you're either gonna improve. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back, right? You're either going to improve the off, the offensive line, or you're going to get a step better with the wide receiver core, right? And and Olu and and, and Joe Alt were both off the board, but just like our conversation for last mock draft Monday, DP, I think you could be in prime position to draft a wide receiver and then come back and get an offensive lineman, right? In in the, in the next round, and I think you pair Malik Neighbors with Garrett Wilson. Now you're talking about a dangerous one-two combo for potentially the next ten years, right? As long as you can pay these guys. Um, you know, talking about dangerous situations, and I think they're complementary because they both can do it all, right? They both can line up on outside. They both can line up in the slot. They both can go in jet motion. They both can go in orbit motion. They both can take quick screens, bubble screens, right? They both can take the top off. So I think it makes it makes for a fun offense when you're talking about Malik Neighbors paired with Garrett Wilson at the New York Jets.
0: No, I I love that. You know, it was interesting when I saw the name, I was like, yo, like that's you know, especially with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's a scary duo, scary tandem. You know what I mean? Then you got Brees Hall in the backfield. You know what yeah. I mean? Be able to run the ball, get the ball to him out in space. And those guys will make his life a lot easier as well. A guy who's really explosive and dynamic and open field. Is he the most nuanced runner in terms of vision? And then, you know, no, not, not so much. But he's a really, really talented and dangerous receiving option. You know what I mean? To be able to check the ball down the breeze and, and allow him to get yards after the catch. And when you got neighbors and Wilson and teams have to throw too high safeties out there, right. With the arm talent and, and the deep ball accuracy of an Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I like that a lot. But Keith, I'm going to tell you a pick that, you know, you, you talked about when we was talking about Jaden Daniels, you know what I mean? You say, yeah, he's not, everybody throws him, you know, to the, to the next team that needs a quarterback. This here at number three, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, these fans are not gonna like this. The, 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 the Patriot fans are not gonna like saying, listen, they know that they have no answer at quarterback and to to pass up on you no know, new head coach, right? New head coach in terms of um, you know, uh Gerard Mayo. They, they it's kind of time to find a, a franchise quarterback, but just kind of tell real quick, tell the people your thought process of saying, listen, let's add Joe Alt and pass up on a QB.
1: Yeah, no, nah, and, and I I I understand wanting a quarterback, right? But we always talk about quarterback-ready teams. Are the New England Patriots ready to put – and the thing is this, if Caleb Williams or Drake May was there, I was going to draft either one of those guys, right? But neither one of those guys there, so now we're talking about that next tier of quarterbacks. Are you comfortable with putting your entire franchise, right, on the shoulders of Jaden Daniels to carry you to a bunch of wins, right? Uh, Michael Penix to carry to your bunch of wins, and especially at the number three overall pick. And let's look at this team. DP, how, how do you carry? Wh- what are you carrying, right? You're carrying an offensive line that, has holes in it. You're carrying a wide receiver core. That's one of the worst wide receiver cores in the NFL, right? You're you're carrying an offensive structure, right? Talking about the OC, talking about the entire situation to where there's no identity. So instead of taking a young quarterback, putting them in that situation, and just drafting a quarterback just to be happy on draft day, I have a question. You're going to be happy come April 25th, right? But how are you going to feel October 25th? You know what I'm saying? When that young quarterback is now, he might potentially not be playing that well. You drafted him, right? And he was happy you moved on from Mac Jones. But then what are you going to do from now? I'm not saying stick with Mac Jones or Bailey's happy, right? What I'm saying is potentially you go find a segue guy and continue to build this roster out piece by piece because you want to take something and and learn from what not only Bill Belichick, but a lot of quarterbacks, I mean, a lot of franchises, right, who have brought quarterbacks along, especially young quarterbacks they built the team around them, right? Like they, they had a team in place already. It's very rare that you get Peyton Manning, insert him into the Indianapolis coach, and then you end up with a Hall of Fame quarterback. More times than not. When I say more times than not, probably 80% of the time, that simply does not work. So I, I want to look at it from that perspective of, man, I, I get y'all need a quarterback, but go find a quarterback, right? Build yeah. this team out, help this offensive line, get the wide receiver core together. You turn the page right to a new, a new head coach, Find an offensive identity and then go and find a quarterback. So that's why I decided to go that way.
0: Listen, it makes sense. I just want to let you know that you know they're not going to be happy. Hey, and this
1: that is perfectly fine with me. Like I said, man, you can find me on X at the Talent Code, man, and we can have the conversation with DP. Let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing, man. We are on to picks 11 through 20 to have the conversation, man. A lot of fun players' names still to come up. A lot of player picks to come up. So stay tuned
0: when buying tickets to that favorite event right, the basketball game, the football game the concert, whatever it is you should not have to stress, it should be an easy process, but if you wait to the last minute, you're going to be competing with, with other buyers, you're going to be looking for the best deals, and trying to avoid dealing with scammers and scalpers, let me tell you about the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy and theater events near you it's called Game Time, guys and with Game Time, what do they offer? well let me explain, they have last minute tickets flash deals zone deals their tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area as i said earlier but also this is one of my favorite parts of it on game time, they show the views from all the seats in the venue. So before you purchase your ticket, you know what vantage point you will have. Guys, right now on the game time app, you can go this Wednesday at 7 30 to see the Orlando Magics at the Atlanta Hawks for $4. So download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right now with so many different viral infections going on in in the air right now, guys. It's frustrating, right? But I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I love, my wife, my son, my mother-in-law, my my mom, right? Anyone that I love and care about got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from having life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses including respiratory infections, skin infections among others. This stuff could happen to any of us, right? Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Alright guys, we are keeping it going. Keeping it flowing like Keith always says the Minnesota Vikings at number 11 select Jerzon Newton interior defensive lineman from the University of Illinois at pick 12 the Denver Broncos select Keon Coleman wide receiver from Florida State at pick 13 the Las Vegas Raiders select J.C. Latham offensive tackle offensive lineman from Alabama at pick 14 the New Orleans Saints select Leitu Latu Edge rusher from UCLA at pick 15. The Indianapolis Colts select Braylon Trice, edge rusher from Washington, pick 16. The Seattle Seahawks go edge from Penn State. Chop Robinson at pick 17. The Jacksonville Jaguars select offensive tackle from Washington. Troy Foutenu at pick 18. The Cincinnati Bengals select Rome Adunze, wide receiver from Washington at pick 19. The Green Bay Packers select Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback from Alabama. And at pick 20, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Amarius Mims, offensive tackle from Georgia. Keith, where do I want to start here? DP, this one's I think I think I'm going to go is. here. 12. Yeah, I'm going to go 12. I, 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 I will, one I say this, slipping, Keith. Huh? This one caught me slipping. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the <laughs> Keon <laughs> Colton team of a because I, I will say it, this real quick. I, just, just real quick.
1: I, like, these picks, like... This was the most difficult part of the mock draft. Like it was just, I'm like, where to go, right? Like you are talking about yeah. players falling, and then are you reaching for a player? Then you're trying to fill positional needs. Then multiple like a good bit of these teams, DP, they have a lot of primary right team needs. So you're like, okay, which direction do you go? But now go ahead. I just wanted to say that.
0: No, 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 and, and I'm 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 with you because it's a lot of different variables and like I said, a lot of different needs. You're trying to address the. Most important one, but trying to address it with the best player. It is it's like trying to go with the board, it's a lot, right? But for me, it's like it's interesting because they're moving on for Russell Wilson, as you said in, in, in your in your blurb here in your explanation. And I I I agree with you, Keon Coleman can be a number one wide receiver. I think the, the thing that's interesting to me is adding this big physical good athlete that is dominant at the catch point in Keon Coleman, pairing him. I feel like somebody's got to be moved, and it's like pairing him with like a Cortland Sutton. Some would say, and then you got Tim Patrick coming back off, of I think, a torn Achilles. We'll see how much of Tim Patrick will look like Tim Patrick pr- prior to the last two seasons of injuries. But it's like, all right, who gets moved? Do they say forget it and ro- and go away from Jerry Judy, or do you try and, and move Cortland Sutton? But adding Keon Coleman, I think, will give them that high-volume Target that they say, you know what? I'm going to trust him with 110, 115 targets a year.
1: Yeah, I, I would say with the, the Denver Broncos and if you have to be critical and I, like I said, this is the most, this is the most difficult part of the draft for me. Um, this was a, a quality versus quantity, right? Because I think if you look at the Denver Broncos roster and what they will potentially bring into camp next year, right, before pre-draft, right, what their roster was, as far as the wide receiver room, you're like, okay, do they really need a wide receiver, right? They have Courtland Sutton, Tim Patrick coming back, Jerry Judy, right? I think KJ Hamler had to retire, but they have Marvin Mims still, right? But when you talk about, like, I always talk about those scheme-specific or, like, usage-specific, I, I would rather use that, usage-specific wide receivers, um, you see that with the Denver Broncos, right? Cortland Sutton is what he is, and he's great at that one thing, right? And then Marvin Mims is what he is, and he's great at that one thing. Jerry Judy, you know, is the same thing, right? And I thought Keon, this adding Keon Coleman will kind of free up some of those guys to be able to do their job, right, without hindering the offensive play or the and you know, sacrificing the offensive structure. So just giving them a true number one that could do everything. Um, if, you, if I had to point out, DP, something that I would say I liked, Right, and I, I will go to the the I think it was pick 19, pick 20 with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, and the conversation about Amarius Mims, right? The Tampa Bay Bucks getting a marriage Mims. Listen, we have to give the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Give head coach uh Ty Bowles all the credit, right? The Tampa Bay Bucks was supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, and, and they had the opportunity to make it to the playoffs. Now, my thing is this I know that they have. I Think it was Luke Gadecki, I believe, playing right tackle, right? And, and they moved Tristan Wurst to left, and everybody's like, Well, hey, he's played decent. I just feel like this man, it's levels to this, right? And mm-hmm. you don't let an average player stop you or prevent you from potentially drafting a great player. And this is a great offensive tackle class, so why reach at another position, right? Just because you're trying to fill a positional need, like double like offensive, you can't go wrong ever drafting an offensive line that you feel like is going to be. Um, extremely talented, right? Like you you always need offensive line help, no matter what happens. You look at Patrick Mahomes, make it all the way to the Super Bowl, lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Why? Because the offensive line wasn't great or they didn't show in that game, right? And you know, I'm a big offensive line guy. So I look at it drafting Americas Mams, yeah, draft him. You can put him at right tackle, and then you still could figure that thing out with Luke Kadecki, right? Like whether you want to kick him down or, or do a trade him, potentially trade him. But the 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 skill set. The ceiling is way higher. And then by you having, I believe it's Luke Gadecki at right tackle, you don't have to play a Marius Mims right away, right? You can let him earn it. You can let him develop and then kick him in. And now you have two bookend tackles for Baker Mayfield for the next couple of years or whatever quarterback you decide to draft. And now you start getting this thing back going to the time where the Tampa Bay Bucks had a good offensive line, you know, when Tom Brady was playing behind them and they were making some things happen. So that was probably the pick where I, I think, you probably get question marks from directly from Tampa Bay fans. But that's kind of my explanation behind it. You don't let a a, a contributing player stop you from potentially drafting a
0: great player. And kid, I, I think I, I like the pick mainly because Luka decky can play guard so you can reduce him inside. Right. Bolster the interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. And now you have a Marius Mims, Trish and worse. And then Trish Worths worse being just one of the best tackles in the game himself. He can help bring along the young fella who's very skilled and gifted, similar to him, right? In terms of movement skills, power, arm length, everything else. He can help from a mental standpoint, help kind of be an extra coach on the offensive line to help him out while he's kind of going through those peaks and valleys of a young kind of inexperienced offensive tackle. Listen, listen six 6'7", what three thirty? You know what mm-hmm. I mean. I, I've watched him. I gave him a first round grade. Amari Smiths can move, quick set, forty five degree angle, vertical set. He can do all those things. But he also has outstanding arm length. And when he gets his hands on guys, he stifles any forward momentum. This is a this is a big ball of clay, right? And now, now you could turn this turn that big ball of clay into whatever expensive gift you want him to be. And I think that's a big thing. And then tonight because it's mock draft Monday, guys. We, 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 it's morning time, which means the Philadelphia Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers play tonight. This is Baker Mayfield's shot to knock off the Eagles and really solidify himself as the QB of the next maybe two years uh, or, or get that extension from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Key. So I agree with this pick. Some fans may not like it because they want something a little bit more flashy, but you want to dominate the trenches no matter who's behind center.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's important to remember. And we're going to consistently say this through this draft process. This draft, I feel like the wins and losses are going to be dictated in people overdrafting based on positional needs versus taking bad positional needs and value versus just taking best play available. And we can't help it. Right. This draft is shaking out how it's shaking out. This draft is offensive tackle loaded, man, so I, I, I'm sorry. I can't pass up on potentially the 15th best player on my board to go draft the 50th best player on my board. But, DP, let's keep this thing going, man. We are on to picks, 21 through 32, of my first mock draft from 2024, man, so make sure you stay
0: tuned. We've wrapped up Christmas. We've wrapped up the NFL regular season, but we're in the middle of the NFL playoffs, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. Again, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, guys. And there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, guys, and so much, and I mean so much More So all you need to do is this. Go and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Down the home stretch at the with the twenty first overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals via the Houston Texans select Dallas Turner, edge rusher from Alabama, at pick twenty two. The Los Angeles Rams uh, select Kingsley Matia, offensive tackle from BYU. At pick 23, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Talise Fuaga, offensive tackle from Oregon State. At pick 24, the Miami Dolphins select Jordan Morgan, offensive tackle from Arizona. At pick 25, the the Philadelphia Eagles select Terion Arnold, cornerback from Alabama. At pick 26, the Kansas City Chiefs adds Xavier Worthy, wide receiver from Texas. At pick 27, the Houston Texans, via the Cleveland Browns, select Nate Wiggins, cornerback from Clemson pick 29, the Buffalo Bills select Troy Franklin, wide receiver from Oregon. At pick 30, the Dallas Cowboys select Xavier Leggett, wide receiver from South Carolina. At pick 31, the San Francisco 49 select offensive lineman out of Duke, Graham Barton. And at pick 32, the Baltimore Ravens add safety from Georgia, Javon Bullard. Keith, I got to go right here. Pick 29, the Buffalo Bills, man, getting Troy Franklin and you you know to me this is all of the assumption. stephon diggs is returning and everything and i think about adding and i think in my in my scouting report over the draftnetwork.com if you go click on it i said even in that report the to get the best out of him you want to put him with a big arm quarterback Someone that allow him to just be who he is—a field stretcher, a speed demon, a guy that can take the top off a of defense. Now he's a good route runner. He can get you yards after the catch because he's got a little elusiveness and kind of slipperiness to his game. And open, you know, in the short in the short game. But man, putting him as wide receiver two, Khalil Shakir in the, in the slot. Stephon Diggs is wide receiver one. Hopefully, Dalton Kincaid. You know, they they realize Dalton Kincaid is the better of the two tight ends with him and Dawson Knox, and then you have that two tight end or two-headed monster at the tight end position, James Cook in the backfield, and hopefully Joe Brady still calling plays. Oh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills is up if this is the pick, and everything that I just said stays the same.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I agree with you, DP, and that's why I went with this, man, because I just thought about, you know, what could be a complimentary piece, and... We know that Gabe Davis from time to time serves as their deep ball guy, their deep shot guy. But I just think Troy Franklin has another element of speed, right, that that can scare opposing defenses. And you're talking about taking the top off. That just gives Stephon Diggs so much more room. To work right and then, and even Dalton Kincaid, right? Because he's your tight end, so nine times out of ten, he's going to be working those shorts intermediate, right? So, I think Troy Franklin would be an upgrade, right? When you're talking about those vertical shots, um, to taking a gate, well, to having Gabe Davis and taking those shots with Gabe Davis. But DB, can you scroll up just a little bit because I have a couple, um, couple guys in this mock draft? You keep scrolling, I think it was it. Let me go to Philadelphia Eagles, DP. They they need cornerback help, man. And I I, I put Terrion Arnold, and this is kind of me somewhat planting my flag early on in this process, right? Um, with Terrion Arnold going in the first round to the Philadelphia Eagles, he's that right type of scrappy, right? And if we know one thing, is that the the Philadelphia Eagles, which you know some people call them the, the Philadelphia Bulldogs or the Georgia Eagles, whatever you want to call them, right? They like SEC players at the end of the day, right? They they keep going to that well, and Terrion Arnold. For as much as I like him as a corner, right, as far as his ability to, to play in coverage and the development that could be there, he brings a physical mentality, too. This is a guy that will step up. He's going to blow up those bubble screens. He's going to blow up those quick screens. It's multiple times, D.P. I've seen this guy on film fight through tackles on a fight through blocks on the perimeter and go and make a tackle, right? And, and, and that's what this, this Philadelphia Eagles, as they're younger, right, because they do have Elias Ricks, uh, They do have Keeley Ringle, right? But just adding another young guy, you know, another young scrappy guy is like, you know what? Let's kind of take this approach to where we're going to put play our young guys and then figure out. Right. So it's kind of like a survival of the fittest type situation. And then we'll be able to kind of turn the page with this, uh, you know, with this defensive back group as James Barrett. You know, Barry has played how he's played, but Darius Slaywood was injured. So, you know, just kind of turning the page to that situation. So I really like the Terry Arnold pick uh, coming out of this situation.
0: No, I do too, Keith. you know, you said Keely Ringo being the rookie, you know, this year and showing some flashes of what we saw at Georgia. They get him in the fourth round. I think Eli Ricks went undrafted or something yep. like that. And they had, they brought him in. And now you add Terry Arnold. Now you got three young, like legitimately young cornerbacks that you say, you know what, whether if Darius Slays. Uh, you know, if his health is declining in terms of staying healthy, or if his play declines, you know, what I mean, you you allow you find a way out of that Bradbury contract, you move forward with these young guys and say, Listen, we're going to you know roll with that, right? Jordan Davis on the front line, Jalen Carter on the front line, do you know, just go with the youth movement movement defensively, and now you know, they just got to fix some things from a, a play calling standpoint defensively, uh, and everything. But I think this is a good pick, Keith. My last thing, I want to go to pick 30, right? You know, a Dames dude, right? One of the early Dames dudes from the season. My guy, Xavier Leggett, uh X-Man, why you know, why receiver from South Carolina, 6 62, 225-230. Adding him with CD Lamb and Dak Prescott to me is like chef's kiss. Keith. I I love it because Jalen Tolbert was supposed to be that outside big mm-hmm. athletic vertical guy, right? Michael Gallup, you know he's you know he battled he battled injuries. I think he tore the ACL with a year uh, over a year ago, so we haven't seen the Michael Gallup, you know, consistently pre-injury. Ceedee Lamb has become it's put himself in that elite tier of receivers on how he played this year, right? And and, and balled out putting Xavier Leggett in this offense, being able to stretch the field, but he can also reduce into the slot. He can do a lot of the the the, the versatile. You know, kind of um, use like kind of creative usage touches the 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 jet motions. Put them in the backfield. You could do a lot of different things with them. But I think his development as that kind of Z X receiver, the you know, what I mean, on the outside and really take the top off the defense. But also, he's so physical and gifted in terms of after the catch in the short to intermediate game. I think having these two guys, you talking about running levels concepts. With C.D. Lamb and him on the same side of the field, him they're working within the same areas, flood concepts, different things like that, mesh and everything else, man. I just think that's a very fun potential duo where it's like, man, C.D. Lamb in 2024 is going to pull a lot of attention from defenses because of how he played this year. You know what I mean? So now think about uh, Xavier Lett- walking into a situation where he's wide receiver two, where he's going to get the lesser corners. Sign me up for it, Keith. Sign me up.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you, man. And I, I thought about this thought process with the Dallas Cowboys, right? The run game has not been present, right? And that's going to take some drafting running backs, you know, getting more offensive line help. And it looks like this, that they're trusting to put the ball in Dak Prescott's hand. So my point is, is that this. You're just going to have to double down on the passing game. Right. So instead of having one dominant wide receiver, go with the two situation and go ahead and get some complimentary pieces and double down on just who you are and who you are as constructed as of now. Right. And, and that's what I view with the Dallas Cowboys. But DP, that wraps up another episode, man, and not just any episode, man. That was a mock draft Monday episode, DP. My mock draft reviewing that thing, man. And listen, you threw me a couple curveballs, right? Talked about the fans, the New England Patriots fans, maybe a little bit disappointed in taking the offensive tackle, but we know that there's an explanation and a conversation for everything, man. But I want to say, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you tapping in for this episode, man, of mock draft Monday, of my mock draft Monday. Um, and keep and keep and stay tuned, man. This is the best place to come for NFL draft content right all season long, man. Make sure y'all come over here to us, man. I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code, man. That right there, that is my host, man. That's my guy, man. Damian Parson, you can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we always like to say, man, y'all come talk to us because we like to talk back.
0: Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Lockdown info Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. So stay tuned, guys. We've got more Senior Bowl stuff coming around, you know, previewing and, and, and scouting the Senior Bowl. So stay tuned with us and come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.